Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy and Ben Slowey. Uh, joining me today, um, I've got um, a uh, recording artist um, as well as a community activist. Um, he goes by uh, the name Mac Lee. Uh, he dropped a couple songs this year. Um, he's got singles Options and Sad Eyes uh, out streaming platforms everywhere. Um, I'm excited to talk to him a little bit about his work, his passions, his artistry, and why he does what he does. Thank you for joining me today, Tyrone. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and how are you doing? How How's your day today? It was uh, pretty good, pretty uneventful. Uh, woke up today and just decided to just relax. Uh, I normally go out and do a little work, but uh, so that just stayed home and decided to plan some stuff. Just yeah, re a little bit more relaxing. Awesome. Where do you uh, where do you stay at? Uh, right now, I'm currently in Shorewood. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I used. I used to work at the Metro Market and at the the Starbucks up there. Um, not uh, my favorite places to work at, but <laughs> understandable. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. uh, I'm over here in River West. Nice, nice. Just moved from there not too long ago. Oh, we're dope. Awesome, man. Well. Um, yeah, well, so what we talked about on Mr. Nice Guy, we examined love and fear, passion and creativity. And um, so I, I've, I've known of you for a while now. Um, I write for Breaking and Entering, and we've covered a couple of your singles this year. Um, I've known, so I've known you from your music, but I had seen that um, you had been out um, in the community marching uh, for Black Lives Matter throughout the summer. Um, and uh, I understand that um, a real tragic accident occurred um, earlier this summer. Um, and I'm, I wanna preface by saying that I'm super, super glad that you are okay and that you've been on the mend and healing. Um, you're welcome. Uh, I guess, if would you um, feel comfortable sharing uh, kind of what happened? for those that don't know? Um, yeah, so on uh, June 3rd, we were protesting outside of the third, was it the fifth district uh, police station on third and Locust. And uh, basically the, the National Guard uh, spooked everybody. And uh, once the cops like started running after people, they literally, uh, for some reason, I feel like they like they 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 were coming right for me. There was a lot of people around me, and none of them were touched. And I ended up with a, a group of cops around me. Uh, I remember just being knocked knocked back and forth between their shields, and then they like knocked me into a car. I ended up on the ground. And as they were, as I ended up on the ground, they're like grabbing my arm and like, like wrenching it behind my back. And next thing I know, I see like headlights, like two bright ass fucking lights, and I see legs, the lights like covering their legs. They're like fucking running away, and they just like left me on the ground. Um, and I ended up underneath the car, and I got dragged for about fifteen feet, and uh, I had uh, multiple breaks in my ribs and uh, multiple breaks in my pelvis and like just 
terrible road rash. Like, so uh, it's not great, <laughs> not great. And obviously, you know, the protester who, who hit me with the car is like, but they're responsible, you know, for their actions and their, they, they kept going, you know, they could have stopped, but they didn't. Um, so I'll be holding them accountable for that. But then also there's just the issue, like I wouldn't have gotten hit by a car if I wasn't on the ground in the middle of the street in the first place. Um, so. Um, yeah, I remember when, um, I remember when that was like circulating what happened. And when I saw that it was you, like I was, I mean, I was really concerned that you were okay. I mean, because you had been injured in several different ways. I mean, that had to have been really terrifying. Definitely had, <laughs> definitely had better days, man. Uh, yeah, that wasn't great. It wasn't great. How long were you in the hospital for? Uh, a day, a day and a half. Uh, because of COVID, I was in the hospital for a day and a half, and I had to. I mean, and if, when you break your ribs, there's not really much that they can do for you. Um, there's no cast necessarily for that, so you just gotta, you know, tough it out. So it was pretty, it's pretty not fun. <laughs> That's harsh, man. I'm I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. Like on top of on top of the fact that, you know, you were kind of didn't get the full extent of care that was likely necessary. Um, so after the accident, how, how have you been healing? Like, um, how are you doing now? Um, I have been keeping myself busy. I think a lot of people are just like, you probably need to sit down somewhere. Like you're, you're doing too much and people are seeing me out and they're like, like, Hey, you need to sit down and this, this and that. And, I'm just like, but this is what's helping me heal faster. Like the fact that I'm still doing work and the fact that I'm not uh, sitting at home sulking about it, like that's gonna help me. Like I have a, a, a drive now. And, and before, you know, I was out there protesting, but I didn't necessarily have the experience to go along with the the words, you know, or with my voice. I didn't have the experience um, because I was this college student who, had only had maybe one or two run in with the cops prior and I was always the one who was best spoken. So they always, like I would talk people, I would talk us out of it because of my, my the privilege of the fact that I'm educated and, and I can talk to white people on the level that, that they understand. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I just keep myself busy. That's that's all I can do. Um, there's plenty of that, that's the thing is like there's plenty of work to be done both in the streets and from the home too, and um, and I'm glad that like you know you were able to respond with you know getting back on your feet and you know doing what you can do um, with the support of the community too. Um, yeah, so yeah, much love to the community. I was uh that was yeah, that brought me to tears. Like I I sitting in my hospital, sitting in the hospital bed and just like seeing the outpour from the community was like sometimes you don't even know they see you, you know, like just with the way everything set up with social media and uh with being an artist who's trying to like, you know, do things in the community, like you don't know people see you. Like that that showed me that 
the work that I do, especially when it comes to the community and to so, what social justice is seen. Like that's like, what else would I want to be known for? You know, if that's, if I was the, to go out, like what else would I want to be known for aside from the, the work that I've done with the community? And I mean, that's including my art. Like I, I value that much more than even the music and the, the, the visuals that I create. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, totally. Um, yeah, I, I to- totally agree like where, you know, a lot of times, you know, especially during like the quarantine and everything, like it can be very easy to feel alone and have that sort of like invisibility syndrome um, where you wonder like whether or not like, you know, the people around you, the people that you have in your life are, you know, thinking of you as much as you think about them, but to, to be sort of like validated that way and to have them really come out and support you, even folks that may not even know you. I mean, that's, that's the meaning of community itself. Um, so that's a beautiful thing, man. I'm, once again, I'm just really glad that you're okay. Thank you, man. You're welcome. You're welcome, Tyrone. So, um, well, that's a, I think that's a good segue uh, into talking a little bit about your music and art. So, we'll start here. Uh, are you originally from Milwaukee? Oh, yeah. Born and raised. Born and raised. Awesome. Dope. What mostly, did you wanna... mostly north side, though. Like, you know, Burleigh sure. area, uh, brown beer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what did you want to be when you grew up, Ty- Tyrone, when you were a kid? Like, what did you see yourself doing as a kid? Uh, visual artist. I've always loved uh, the work of Vincent Van Gogh, um, the complexity of his story. Uh, it always compelled me, like, from, like, the second grade when I first learned about him. Uh, his use of color, like, that's one of the things that, like, my, my work doesn't look like his, but, like, that use of color... Um, and the the depth of the story that he that he normally tells with his paintings, uh, I really value. Um, so I've always wanted to be a visual artist. Really cool. So um, I saw that uh, you went to Maya. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> what'd you uh, What'd you go for? Um, I was a integrated studio arts major. <laughs> yeah. How? What was your takeaway from your experience, sir? Um. I've I've gone back and forth. Like, did I even need school? Did I, you know, like, is it valuable? Whatever. Uh, but I think my takeaway from school was learning how to critique, um, how to critique other people's work, but also how to like question what I'm reading, like how to uh, to form a voice and opinion about like stuff that I'm reading. Because in high school and in, and in um, you know, Milwaukee public schools, they don't really teach you how to think around you know the reading so you get it and you think it's just like facts so like college taught me taught me how to think like around yeah how to process and how to analyze you know yeah yeah totally i hear that so what do you so where are you at with your visual work now like um do you like do commissions and kind of stuff or like how what does it mean to you as an outlet right now I have not picked up my paintbrush aside from like painting signs for protests in a, far too long. I would say far too long, but like when I when I am creating, it's 
more so just like it's, it is mostly commissions like i do a lot of uh graphics for for other artists in the city um so for, for, for right now it's mostly just that but i do want to get back to um the more gallery um ready work uh get back into the installations into the sculptures and stuff that i i, I used to do when i was back in, in college instead of uh like i do murals i love doing murals it's awesome but um I think my passion is definitely telling an ex a story through the experience. Like I want to, I want to build like structures that, that I can print photos on and like create like a room that, and, you know, light it in a certain way that, that, cre that, that, that creates a, a scene, like a, like a movie setting or like something like that. But like with, with the actual artwork and the concept of the artwork involved in that, I think about like, uh, Milwaukee Public Museum in like old Milwaukee, um, but updated. Um, but like it interchanging, like depending on what the the subject matter is. Sure, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean by that. I love that exhibit too. Um, you so you did sculptures. Like, what kind of like what's an example of one you you did? Uh, I've always played a lot with race racy subject matter uh and uh and i used my ad somewhat on purpose to to you know uh agitate people uh agitate the the white students that probably didn't care about my story or like what it meant to be black in america so uh one of the sculptures i did was a slave rape piece like uh but that's actually my my story you know in terms of how i how my family came to be um so i don't know i've always played very very oh or another one was uh stand up don't you know hands up don't shoot back when trayvon martin got a got a shot and i, I wanted to do a uh a catch 22 uh with the cops and someone from the own com the person's own community you know, holding this guy at gunpoint, he could have been shot from either way. Maya did not like that idea. Um, so I ended up changing that for my thesis. Uh, they didn't think I had enough knowledge on the subject matter to actually present that. So that's a different, that's a different topic. Let me not <laughs> digress. Yeah, kind of speechless when you kind of hear that said out loud. But <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that is pretty wild, but um, but I mean, good for you that like you are you are bringing like your story and uh, you know your experience like as a black man and talking about Black America and using your art as in for in depictions of that. Uh, I mean, that's very very important. I mean, art is directly political. Um, it's social. It's you know, it's you. I don't believe you can really separate you know, art from, you know, the person that made it and, and what their experience and their, um, what their story is. Um, so, yeah, I totally think there, I mean, it needs to be that right now, especially. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, when did you, um, when did music kind of get in the picture for you? When did you start you know, using that as a creative outlet. I've always used music as an outlet. Uh, 
my parents used to force me to sing in church when I was a kid. Like I, I didn't want to do it, but they made me uh, sing in church as a kid. And from there, I, I did every choir that I could take. I can't read music, but um, I hear it and I feel it. Um, I think the 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 aspect of like um, what a siren is like. That's that's what I think about when I think about music. I think about the the creation of matter through vibration, and uh, to be able to the, to influence um, and set a new tone. Like I think the the music industry just needs a new message. Like it just needs something like fresh. Like I've always wanted to to make music that had a a, a very particular message to it. Yeah. So oh, I said, uh, when did you start recording? When did I start recording, I think. Uh, <laughs> in my basement or no in my parents living room when i was i want to say 15. there you go hey, yeah that's where it starts man I yeah for sure do you still have like your first song that you ever made like is that anywhere uh that that thing's on youtube somewhere and i need to get a hold of the guy that has it so he can take that down <laughs> <laughs> get rid of it i need to clean my youtube channel all of it i can't yeah um I'm I'm actually proud of that work because it just shows me how far I came. Like it's, you know, as a person that does not read music, and you know, like, yeah. I just listened to your uh, last two songs um, again, just to sort of refresh myself on like um, what your sound is like these days. And um, yeah, man, you've got a pretty like you have a very unique sound, man. I I think that you have like you take. It sounds like you take influence from like a lot of different things. Like I can tell you listen to a lot of different kinds of music. Um, you know, you emphasize like, I mean, there's like some some hip hop elements, but also like the R&B and also just like some soul. Like there's a little bit of everything. And yeah, I like what you're doing right now, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I definitely appreciate it. I've been, uh, searching just for like the right um, set of instrumentalists that like put stuff together. Luckily my, my roommate uh, or my old roommate, uh, Ben Steckel, so oh, yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, actually he's a I, great met, producer. I met him uh, at the marches actually. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. Very nice yeah. guy, yeah. And he's, he's a, he has a, a really interesting sound for like uh, like electric music um and just like his mix of like electric sort of uh composition with uh i mean i love i love pretty much everything but country <laughs> common common thing yeah um so just like that that sort of composition of things uh from alternative to like you said uh neo soul r b and uh midwest milwaukee uh jack rap um so yeah <laughs> yeah totally man love to see that so um before we talk about the songs where did the name mac lee come from it's my middle name oh uh, it is i was i was ashamed of that name for a very 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 long time and uh maybe like last year i maybe came to terms with it and i'm just like that, that name's actually kind of cool like mac like i'm the mac like that's that's smooth you know yeah. so i own it yeah, you, you gotta, yeah, take an ownership, you know, like, that's a great way to do it. Um, tell me about the song Options, it came out in April. 
Ooh, okay. <laughs> you know, like the I'm a I'm a R and B you know artist at heart. So like those songs, they come from a very touchy place in time. Like, uh, oh God, they might even see this video. But like, I I was in a relationship and um, polyamorous relationship because I'm poly, but. The song is pretty much like, you know, you, you say that you want to be in a relationship, but the, the things that you're doing are showing differently. So like, and you're, you know, you have other options, basically. You know what I mean? So like, get your shit together. That's basically the song. That's pretty much what it's saying. Like, you know what I mean? You have other options. Like, Right. If you're going to say you, you're going to do something, do it. Yep. Type shit. Yep. Totally. Awesome. And then how about your most recent one? Uh, it's, uh, Sad Eyes. Uh, yeah, I'm, that, that's uh, a song about uh, depression. Um, but it's also kind of just like one of those things where like if you're going to be in a relationship with someone uh, and it's one of those things where you want it to make it last forever, if it's a forever sort of thing, um then the good and the bad but you know what i mean you have to be able to take the good and the bad and the the levels of what that is um so that's what sad ass is about you know yeah like be, understand my struggle or like not necessarily understand you can't make make someone understand your struggle but like bear with me basically you know like if you can't like that's pretty yeah. much what sad ass is about and if you can't then yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And empathy. It's like a song about empathy. It sounds like for sure. Yeah. Um, so that all being said, um, what are you working on now? Um, right now, I'm working on music that is more aligned to the movement. And I actually wrote um, the song that I'll be releasing next, uh, which is called Phoenix and actually I, I wrote that song I want to say three or four months before I got hit by the car and uh, what's really weird about that I'm a very spiritual person um I do believe that we speak things into existence like especially as a, a musician who's trained to control vibration you're controlling it with your voice your voice sometimes try to stay on pitch etc um so I believe that I kind of spoke this sort of whatever happened to me to a degree in, into existence. You know, I was like sort of calling uh, the lyrics of the song are uh, lay me down in a bed of roses and cover every blemish in a month that's golden. Lord, lay me down in a cleansing flame and from the embers I'll rise, I'll rise again. And I wrote that it's almost like a, a witchy sort of like chant. Um, mm. And then right after that, I got hit by a car and, and, uh, it realigned my thinking about like what I'm supposed to be doing and like what my purpose is. Um, so yeah, my, my new music will probably be a little bit more deep than some of the other stuff that's when I'm released on the major platforms. Sure. Oh well, yeah. Um, I'm a big believer in energy too. So yeah, I thought about like kind of connecting the dots, you know, like that's a big part of like, navigating spirituality is like yeah you do speak things into existence and uh, 
the outcomes of the universe like subjectively are based on the decisions that like you actively make today tomorrow and yesterday and uh, um and yeah like you know I, I touch i think about the law of attraction a lot you know like if you speak positivity into your life like you know it's more bound to find you um and uh, but you know, I think that like every there's positivity that can come out of every tri trial and tribulation, um, because ultimately, like how you respond to it is growth. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing what you got in the chamber then. For sure, for sure. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, man. Of course. Um, how do you feel? Um, in terms of like. Just like, you know, the content, I know the marches are still going on right now. Like they're on day like 110 or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel about the revolution happening in the streets right now? Uh, how do I feel about it? I feel like um, America does not want to let up. I don't think this is necessarily even a revolution. This is what feels like war. Um, every time that I'm out there and things turn to shit, it feels like it could be the last time. You know what I mean? Like, um, and that was even before my actual accident. That was before the actual car accident. And we go out there every day knowing that something could possibly happen that would, like, where you wouldn't go home. Um, so right now, it feels, it feels like we're at war. It feels like we're at war just for having an opinion about how we're treated by our society. Yeah. I think um, what you what you said about America not letting up is very, very accurate. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's really disheartening, right? But like at the same time, it's like at a certain point, the the bubble has to burst and and there's only so many times that the the the, the the, the pot's gonna stop simmering and then, you know what I mean? Like it's gonna, at a certain point it's gonna boil over. And yeah, yeah, yeah the fire's not gonna keep ceasing. And no, no it won't. Uh, and, you know, for the rest of my life if I have to, you know, like I'll be in solidarity with um, all oppressed peoples that are fighting against. Mm -hmm you know, fighting for their lives right now, so. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, can, I, can I just say too, like this is a, this movement, like Black Lives Matter, I am 100% behind Black Lives Matter as the, the phrase and, and what the meaning behind it. Um, I don't necessarily follow um, the organization because I know that there is a lot of uh, dicey, things that are happening within its foundation and with the, the people that run it. I know, I know that I, I, I'm aware of, you know, that, but when we say Black Lives Matter, you know, I, I, I don't know, I think I even have to understand, explain that to you, uh, right. nor do I necessarily want to be teaching white people. Yeah. Um, but it's global. This movement's global. This movement is, is starting to shift into understanding that this is about anti-blackness um because when you look everywhere on the globe and when you look at 
uh, colonialism and you look at imperialism, because it's not just colonialism, it's, it's also the, uh, the, you know, imperialist Asians who are also, you know, doing their dirt to, to, to the brown, their brown uh, Asian people who live there. They're also treating them, you know, essentially like slaves. Um, and then you look at Africa and you look at how Europe is still colonizing over there and how it hasn't, hasn't necessarily stopped. And then you look at America and all the systems that still have us oppressed here. So, so it's, it's so much grander than just the, the conversation that's happening here. We can only take care of our, our, our us, right? But at the same time, that's not, that shouldn't deter us from opening that conversation up to you know, a global view. Yeah, yeah, like thinking big picture and how what we're fighting for now is ultimately, you know, every battle is unique, you know, every issue and every oppression is definitely unique, but they are all interconnected. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, um, I mean, the U.S. war machine is has destabilized so much of the fucking world. And I just, I mean, personally, I, 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 every time I see the American flag these days, I just kind of cringe at it. Yeah, it's like, this is a symbol of thievery. <laughs> like, this is a symbol yeah. of thievery and genocide. Like, and and it's like how could you not see it that way you know what i mean and uh yeah. uh when it when it comes to this this movement too it's also like talking about like white people like owning their privilege like white people aren't going to own their privilege like are you are you serious do you really think that the people who've been sheeped like with programming are about to like all of a sudden just be comfortable with not being programmed anymore yeah yeah like no they're not ready for that shit right yeah it's you know because the whole american dream concept is rooted in entitlement and privilege and selfishness and individualism and uh yeah like i like i don't care if people like I have this conversation in, um, you know, some leftist circles about how, like, yeah, I mean, all this shit is depressing, but it's the right thing to do, you know? And it's like, it, our answer to how depressing and bleak things are is to fight. Yeah. Um, whatever that takes. And, like, you know, I, I mean, I'm all for, you know, as much as the next guy, like I want love and peace and equity and stability everywhere, you know, but before we can even, that can even be a conversation. Like we have just so much reparations and equities and, you know, yeah. education <laughs> to do. So it's day by day, you know, yeah. taking it day by day. Um, Tyrone, thanks for joining me today. Um, I, yeah, I really appreciate hearing your perspective. I feel like, like, I, I feel like, you know, I'd love to hang out with you in person someday. Like, you're a cool <laughs> guy to, yeah, you're a cool guy to chill with. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, uh, 
really dig all the work um, and ideas and insight that you have in both your art and in what you do uh, day to day. So um, that all being said, um, my closing questions that I ask everybody, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Uh, that's a loaded question. I do not sleep. I don't sleep at all. I'm always awake. I'm peering out the windows. Like I'm uh, right now. What keeps me up at night? <laughs> I don't know. My own mind. I don't know. Just I'm. It's always moving. My mind's always just like ticking. Um, my thoughts never necessarily completely settle before they're gone. There's like, yeah. So my mind is a labyrinth. That's what keeps me up. Yeah, <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Right. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what puts you to sleep? Car rides. Car rides. I can't sleep in a car. I, I don't know what it is. I can't do it. I, it just happens. It's bad. <laughs> can, you, can you sleep, like, in the passenger seat? Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, like, I won't, I won't drive because I, I might kill people. Because I fall asleep. I, 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 like, as soon as the car starts vibrating and the wheels get to going, I'm just like, <laughs> for me i at the very least like i gotta be like in the back seat or something like being in the passenger i can never be comfortable good for oh, you dude, believe me it, like it scares the shit out of me because every time i wake up there's like a vehicle coming at the car and i'm just like oh yeah yeah <laughs> or like you look yeah, you look out and you're like oh we're here. Holy shit. I need oh, that, to wake the fuck shit. up now. That <laughs> yeah. Shit. yeah, that shit. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. Thank you again so much, Tyrone. AK. For sure. Thank you for having me, dude. You're very welcome. Um, for everyone watching, uh, I'm going to tag um, Mackley's music so you can check it out. And uh, yeah, uh, we're really happy that Tyrone is, um, is uh, has recovered and is recovering from um, the horrible accident. And uh, you know, we're going to keep fighting the good fight by any means necessary. So. For sure. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.